Welcome to the ABCs of Matrescence. We are two mamas, Emma and Mackenzie. We both have toddler-aged boys, and we are here to chat with you all things real motherhood from A to Z and absolutely everything in between. Matrescence is the process of becoming a mother, and that is what we are able to discuss here with you. Thanks so much for joining us. Welcome. Hi, guys. Thanks for hanging out. Uh, thanks for listening to we released, I guess, since me and Mackenzie have recorded our Mother's Day episode, which was so fun to record. It was a little was impromptu. Fun. Lots yeah. of reminiscing. <laughs> it was, I know. And we both discussed kind of feeling emotional that day. So it was fun to, you know, reminisce about those stories and everything. And you've also heard episode 12 with uh, registered dietitian Lindsay. And I hope you guys enjoyed that. I was so uh, grateful to be able to chat with her twice, as I mentioned on the podcast, because <laughs> technology. Um, but it was really fun. She is so, so interesting interesting and so knowledgeable and um yeah we love following her so we really appreciate y'all checking those out we've only mentioned this podcast five times because you know life and we keep moving things around but we're going to discuss feeding our our families today just kind of the ins and outs and hopefully give y'all some helpful tips or if not just some like solidarity of like hey we're all doing the best we can so but first let's catch up on just a little life lately what's been going on mckenzie well, we're still living in COVID-19 worlds, but I know that a lot of states are relaxing right now. So we're actually recording this shortly after Mother's Day. So to give everyone kind of an idea of what the time frame is, but here in Rhode Island, things are actually pretty strict. We are still being asked to keep groups uh, of people under five and nothing is open in terms of restaurants, hair salons, gyms, like rest, like I said, restaurants already, stores, like nothing at all is open. Um, so it's definitely still very much a quarantine type of an atmosphere around here. I would say overall, maybe people are feeling a bit more relaxed. There seems to be more traffic. I've seen a couple like gatherings of a few more people, but it still does feel pretty, pretty quiet around here in terms of activity. What about for you guys? Oh, we are we are getting tattoos and we're going bowling and then we're going out to eat and getting our nails done. So yeah, it is, George you know, is a wild world, man. It's really weird. It is. It's really weird because, I mean, they've lifted most, I said they lifted most restrictions. I mean, so our gym is open, but everybody's supposed to wear a mask. We're only allowed to have people six feet apart. Like it's not normal, you know, mm-hmm. but things mm-hmm. are back open. Like restaurants are open at 25% capacity. So we have a favorite Mexican place that we saw was open for Cinco de Mayo. And I bet they have 20 something tables. They were only allowed to have four at one time. So, I mean, it's pretty bizarre. Um, and it's strange. Yeah. I mean, I walked through the park the other day and there was a big birthday party, but then I went to Whole Foods and had to stand outside six feet apart. There were mandatory masks. It felt like kind of a jail check-in or something so it's just it's just weird i we're still we really haven't seen anybody um Mm -hmm. i don't know we kind of just don't know what to do so we're just staying put for now and kind of watching and seeing what transpires and we'll we'll see yeah that's that's pretty much where we are we are not having my parents come to visit nor my in-laws and Emerson and I won't be flying anywhere. My husband's actually going to spend the weekend with his family Memorial Day weekend in Atlanta. So I'm glad he's able to spend a little bit of time with them. But we agreed it was almost 
like we didn't even have to have a conversation about it. I think both of us just aren't feeling comfortable right now with the thought of flying with Emerson. So that was kind of a non-issue, but we did decide to have my sister come out. So I'm thrilled that she'll be able to spend some time with us. And it was kind of one of those risk cost benefit discussions. You know, we were like, the risk is obviously that she's flying across the country. And the benefit is that I have help over five days that would have been completely solo with a toddler. So yep. Yep. And we miss it's her and, and, and being able to be with her and for Emerson to have somebody to interact with that he that he adores is just gonna be it's gonna be great. But it's hard though. It's hard to make those kind of decisions. I mean Yeah, obviously. we've still been back and forth on going to visit, you know, our families and I I don't know. But I think we just genuinely don't know what the right answer is. So we're mm-hmm. just being conservative. But you know, eventually we'll reach a point that, you know, we decide to venture out, I suppose. But for I think now, it kind of depends where you're at. You know, my my good friend Amy who's in um, she's in Brooklyn. For them, I know things are just in general. I mean, it's, it's such a dense population. And your sister too. Who's oh, yeah. My me. sister's in Brooklyn. So yeah, yeah, they're still very much on lockdown. I have a friend in LA yeah. who they're still very much on lockdown. So honestly, we're the only ones that seem to be kind of just like, you know, back to having cookouts and I think Texas parties in the park. So. Arizona yeah, too, Texas but is. it's just mm-hmm. interesting though that, you know, well, the, and the numbers, numbers are though, I mean, there. they're jumping. I mean, they're, they're going up there. We had a bunch of new cases today and a couple other deaths. And so it's, it's, I don't know. I don't know the answer and it gives me a headache to think about. I think the truth is we are just like our brains can't handle thinking about making decisions around it or what's mm-hmm. the right or wrong way so we're so just true. not we're just hiding in our hole which apparently we have gotten used to for better or for worse. so yeah yeah i think that's a really good way to put it <laughs> <laughs> so what are some highs and lows what's been going on what have been some good things and less good things this week for you so my low is actually pretty funny and i have to preface it by saying it sounds pretty dramatic but i did recover quickly from it but um the low is that this is the day before Mother's Day. In the morning, my husband made an offhanded comment like, oh, you know, Emerson needs a haircut. I'll, I'll, I'll trim his hair. And I'm like, okay, honey, cool. Thinking, you know, he means sometime in the next six months, you know, thinking to myself, cool, that sounds great. You know, you'll just give him a little trim. That'll be adorable. I'll take a million pictures and we'll save the hair and, and put it somewhere and pull it out when he's 18. This sounds great. Obviously, it's COVID. We can't take him anywhere for a haircut. I mean, I wasn't thinking though it'd be anything immediate. So in my mind, I was thinking my husband met at some point in in the the future. Well, he comes downstairs after Emerson's second nap that afternoon. And I had been, I think, doing just a little bit of cooking or cleaning in the kitchen or something. He comes downstairs holding Emerson. And I take a look at Emerson. I'm like, oh, he looks so handsome. He's so cute. He did. He looked very adorable. And then I looked a little closer and looked at my husband. And he goes, do you notice something different? I'm like, well, actually, yeah. I mean, his hair looks really, really good. My husband's like, I trimmed it. And he was so proud. Uh, my jaw like hit the floor. I was actually, oh, I forgot. I was cleaning the kitchen, but I was on FaceTime with my mom. So I was talking to my mom. So my mom saw my face, like my jaw hit the floor. <laughs> and I turned when the you ca- messaged me about this girl, I died. Like, okay, well, this I is I feel why. like you handled it way better than I would have. Okay, well, here's the thing. Like, there's one thing about being mad, I think, at your significant other when they do something I guess maybe they have they have know that what they're doing is pushing your buttons or you told them something and they've gone against what you said, maybe not even intentionally, but they forgot, but you still feel like they neglected, you know, something that you had said in the past. The problem here is that I never like said, please don't ever take him to get a haircut or to cut his hair, you know, I should say yourself, but 
I never thought I had to say that because first haircuts are a thing. My husband never got the memo. Like, oh, I mean, it was so unintentional. He was so, he was so proud, proud of himself. So proud. Like, I mean, he, the, both Aww. of them were strutting around the kitchen. So it was just really funny because my husband yeah. did not realize. And at first, like, I was shocked. And then I actually felt sad that night nursing him. Like, I got teary-eyed because I was like, this is the hair that – this is actually really funny. I tried to explain this to my husband, and he, I don't think he saw it as emotionally as I did. But I was like, honey – this is the hair that I saw floating around in the amniotic fluid on an ultrasound. <laughs> okay. I don't know if I would have taken it from that angle, but <laughs> that's hysterical. I would have, though, like, freaked out. Thankfully, my husband knows, he knows very well that that would not be okay with me. So, so Okay, so any moms out like, there who have not yet done the first haircut, just a little Have the PSA. conversation. Might want to have the convo. Yep. Have the conversation. So, but the funny thing is, is now, t- I mean... Honestly, it's one of those things that it's done, right? What are you going to do? Oh, and, yeah. and by the way, after he cut the hair, there were no photos taken at all, and all the hair was thrown into the diaper pail. So I yeah. have no photo evidence, and I was not digging in the diaper pail. As I said, this will honestly be a funny story to tell later down the line. That, you yeah. know, so. Yep. So, so what's been your high for the week? My high for the week is probably, let's see, Mother's Day. We had a, a really nice, nice day as a family, and the other... Hi, if I can slip a second one in there, is just the fact that Emerson is just cruising. I mean, he is running. He is running, loves to be outside, loves to play. And it's just been absolutely incredible to watch, you know, to think back to a year ago where he was at. And now he is just exploring and so curious and so cute. And he always has to have two sticks, one in each hand or the red cup. <laughs> Either one works, but just, just really cute. So those would be ours. What about you? Um, I guess I'll start with a low. I'm going to try not to complain too much, but my I'm hurt. My hips hurt. It sucks. Oh. That's that's just it. I think I have like bursitis in my hip and it's it was just kind of like uncomfortable for a day or two. And now it's like I can't even walk like we can't go on a walk. And as any of you mamas know that are stuck with the toddler all day, getting outside is, you know, taking those walks is both. It just being I'm used to being active. It makes me feel like myself. And so that part stinks. But also it's just takes up some time and sometimes those five and six hour awake stretches these yeah, days you have inside the one nap yeah yeah he goes i mean yeah morning and afternoon are both like five and a half hours or something so it's just a long time and so i not to mention i work out and all those things so without complaining too much that has been a low and i am hoping that it passes but yep yeah. It stinks, but yeah, it's really, really um, challenging. The good part is the high for the week has been Otis oh, has been really funny. Uh, I mean, he's definitely being like a toddler, and some of his whining is, whew, especially in the evenings. But he is really talking a lot. Like, I mean, new words all the time, and starting to really use stuff in context. So we read books, and he's like duck. And today he kept, he just mimics us for the most part, but he's using it in context. So today was gross. My husband said something gross and Owen thought it was so funny and just kept going gross, gross and just calling the dogs and just like the amount of like words that are coming out of his mouth and like getting better and better. It's just, it's amazing. And it just feels like I'm able to communicate with him in these really neat ways. And so that part's just been super fun. It's definitely really fun. Oh, I love it. This is a preview of what's to come for me because we are still in the land of pointing and grunting and yeah, so I'm really excited to know that this lies ahead. Well, we we are also working on watching our adult language in the house because we had our child drop his first F-bomb the other day. <laughs> so, yeah, um, it rhymed with duck. 
but did not start with a D. Oh my God. And yeah, my husband said it because he was having a bad work day. And, you know, we're not, we don't, we don't use super foul language, but I mean, we cuss, like, I'm, I'm going to be real. We do. And I think it's gotten worse since we have, we had him probably just being tired and all the things, you know. Um, but yeah, he repeated that one and we both just stopped and looked at each other like, whoops well okay we knew this day would come and this day is today so we are trying to work on our language so yeah be prepared for that oh my gosh that is just too much it was pretty funny it is fun though i mean it's it's funny to communicate with them in that way that's a little bit different and at least we can know what their demands are a little bit more articulately yeah although i will say there's negatives to it too because now he like is yelling at me from his crib mama 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 That is a little harder to ignore. (laughs) Well, he does it in this tone that's like super bossy too. Like it's not a crying. It's just like a come and get me woman. It's pretty funny. So yeah, (laughs) he's just a bossy little dude. Little dictator. Yeah. Wouldn't have it any other way. Gets it from his mom and his dad. So karma is a funny thing. But anyway, enough about our ramblings. Sorry, guys. That's what we do. But um, so we're going to talk about feeding our family. So we have talked about... You know, feeding them from the boob. We've talked about feeding them solids and purees and all that good stuff. We've talked to Lindsay about, you know, nourishing our bodies. So apparently that's all we talk about in this podcast is food. We might should rename it. But (laughs) we thought it would be helpful, you know, just to go through kind of like, yeah, just our general principles about how we feed our families that I guess it feels almost boring to talk about. But at the same time, I find it helpful to hear just how other families structure, you know, making their lives easy and, you know, still feeding their families well and how to keep their sanity. Because the truth is, especially right now, we're just doing nothing but prepare food for our, our families. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah, maybe maybe hopefully some helpful tidbits or ideas or, or not. So, Or if anything, the takeaway is that it's definitely perfectly acceptable to have frozen burritos and call it a meal preach and eat all your child's bombas all the time so, oh yeah man too. i was on the bomba train this afternoon yep amen i yeah, started I, at 9 30 yeah. this morning so i'm not gonna even <laughs> say anything it's been that kind of day well so. hey and the reason i have my bombas is because you are an angel and you sent me bombas well you were having a rough weekend i was nobody and should I, be without bombas so. well i know i think i made an off handed comment to you like and i'm out of bombas and then i check amazon and well, the way I saw it was I could not fix anything else that was going on for you, but I could send Bombas. So this is true. If we know. were in the same state, you could fix things very readily by coming over with wine, but that's you also true. cannot that's do that. True. So Yeah. Womp, womp. One day, one day. So when it comes to feeding your family, do you have any, I guess, kind of the sound so fancier than it's meant to be but do you have any overall like philosophies or goals or just things that you try to implement you know to to feed your family well well i think it's a great question it's a fun one to reflect on i would say absolutely i mean i like you said it kind of sounds more formal than it probably actually is in practice but meals for us are very important when my husband works a lot so when he's not home it's I'm preparing a meal generally for myself and Emerson, and then Emerson and I are eating our meals together. And then I'm preparing something for my husband for when he gets off shift. So for example, if he works like from 2 p.m. to 11 p.m., he'll always have a little something in the fridge for him when he gets off. It's sometimes it's not elaborate, but I always make it an effort to have something for him just because, you know, I feel like that's kind of one way I can show him, yeah, that I'm that I'm thinking about him because I know that hospital food every single time you have a shift isn't always a hoot. So, but for our family in general, it's eating together whenever we are together. So 
every morning breakfast together if my husband has to be home or happens to be home then or same with lunch or same with dinner. So I would say for us, meals are, you know, the three times a day. If we're home, we eat them together. We enjoy that. I mean, of course, there's give and take, right? If ever there needs to be a little bit of a different night because of scheduling or whatever, we're, we're flexible, but we really do enjoy it. And I would say that is a big thing for us. And then also working together as a team. So if I make dinner, my husband is, you know, really quick to jump in the kitchen and clean it up and vice versa if he if he cooks a meal. Breakfast, however, I generally end up kind of doing that mostly, like I'll prepare it and stuff, but then he's often playing with Emerson. So it's kind of, I guess, a trade-off in that sense as far as allowing that time to happen. So So if y'all are yeah. both at home for like breakfast and lunch, do you eat the same thing? All yes. The time? Uh, See, that's oh, interesting. Yeah, we um, tend to actually eat different things. So that's what's for dinner, we always eat the same thing. But breakfast and lunch, we actually often eat different things. Well, you know, it's funny. I, I quickly said yes. And then I realized this morning he had cereal and I made myself like a yogurt parfait bowl. And then for lunch, I had leftovers from last night and a salad. And he had the salad I made with some pot stickers from Trader Joe's. So, yeah. So I, I guess I should be a little more, yeah. Honestly, if unless I'm making something completely like from scratch, oftentimes it might just be a little bit more of something thrown together. But yeah, I would say that – but if I like make us pancakes or, you know, he makes bacon and eggs, like then, then yeah, we eat the same thing. But yeah. Yeah. But I would say that those would be our, our big principles, eating together, working together to prepare the food. And oh, and also before every meal, we pray. It's it's brief, uh, especially because of Emerson. <laughs> because <he's, laughs> Not a lot like, of patience there. Zero patience. But yeah, we just say just a real quick prayer. And um, yeah, just kind of our chance to slow down. And we don't start eating until we're both sitting down. And if we're having a drink, beer, wine, whatever, we always ch- give each other a cheers before we drink it. It's just kind of just a few little like little things we do that I think are kind of kind of just make it feel like a like a meal, you know, and that's nice. And very rarely do we eat without Emerson. So yeah, yeah, usually he's with us for I'm trying to think of when a time when we didn't eat with him. I think Monday night was the time because we had a meal service actually deliver us dinner, which I'll be able to chat about too. But um, because that got dropped off at like seven, we kind of like ran into a weird, awkward kind of timing where we just said, okay, we're going to give Emerson his dinner, get him down, and then we'll eat around 745, which is not normal for us. That was kind of a, a very off night. Normally we all eat together. So, but yeah, that would be, that would be our stuff. What about you guys? Yeah, we're actually, you know, to be brief, it's pretty similar. We, we definitely prioritize eating together. Um, I will say like during the weekdays, me and my husband, well, he's home right now, so it's a little different, but we typically always do our own thing. Um, we just, yeah, it it just doesn't work out timing wise um, to sit down and eat like together as a family on, you know, Tuesday morning or whatever. Well, my husband actually does not eat breakfast. He fasts or whatever. He does intermittent fasting. He has for a long time. Um, just He's just actually not a big breakfast eater, so it really isn't meant to sound that fancy. But um, yeah, so he usually comes and makes himself a cup of tea and goes up to work or leaves for work. And I sit down with Owen for most of those meals and dinner. We are definitely a team. Um, we communicate beforehand. We, you know, help each other out. One of us is watching Owen. The other one's cooking. We share dishes duty. So yeah, we're definitely a team. Um, we're the same of 
you know, I'm usually the last one running around and my husband always waits for us to, you know, all be seated to eat together. Um, yeah, so it's just a family event and we definitely prioritize that. We like cooking. We like that time. We don't watch TV or anything like that during, same, um, same, yeah, yeah, during dinner time. Not. We usually have some yeah. music on in the background, but we sit at a dinner table and yeah, we all eat. So who knows how that will go as we you know, kids get older and that kind of thing. But that's something that's actually really important for both of us is that we sit down and that's the time for us to kind of reflect over our days and catch up. So dinner is definitely our, our probably big meal. I agree. And I think that it is the, the the thing that's been really nice is truly having Emerson with us. And I know you guys feel the same way about Owen. I feel like it makes a makes a big difference. I think kind of our, our long-term goal with that, because sometimes obviously we end up, I think, eating a little bit quicker than we would otherwise, right? I mean, it could be a 15 to, you know, 20 minute experience as opposed to what might have been previously pre-Emerson, you know, up to like, I don't know, half hour, 45 minutes or whatever. I think that I like that, you know, Emerson's learning, hopefully, I mean, quote unquote, you know, he's 15 months old, but learning about sitting with us and then we eat and we talk and we ask, you know, we're obviously talking to him, we're interacting with him, I'm picking food off the floor, it's really fun. (laughs) No, but it's like, it it makes it like an, an event, obviously, you never have, you know, the TV on at all during dinner and I, I, I think that that's, we actually, we, to be really truthful, we actually never have the TV on ever. Like, yeah, it's only if we are, you guys are similar, right? It's only if my husband and I watch a show at night. Yeah, we, so we, our main floor downstairs is really where everything is. We have an upstairs, it's like an enclosed attic, and that's the only room that there's a TV and Owen doesn't ever come up here. So there's literally not a TV in like our main, anywhere downstairs. We only have one TV in the house and it's upstairs. So he may not even ever know what a TV looks like at this rate. So yeah, (laughs) that's not really an option. Um, So has anything changed, I guess, for y'all in your, you know, dining habits, your meal habits? since you had Emerson? Let's see. The biggest change is probably just the fact that he's now involved in the meals. So it kind of feels like a bit more of like a delicate balance. Whereas before it felt like meal prep, or I should say getting dinner ready or cleaning up after dinner or having dinner tended to be just a little bit more relaxed or a little bit more like chill as far as timing, right? Because it's like now if we don't have dinner wrapped up by by seven, it makes it really challenging to kind of get the rest of the night wrapped up for Emerson. Whereas before, if I said to my husband, hey, you know, I'm going to do this or that. Is it okay if we eat at 730? Or hey, I'm hungry earlier tonight. Would you mind eating at six? Like those kinds of things like are were really nice then, but it's not the case at all now. So I would say that's being a little bit more precise about those kinds of things would be a change. Um, trying to think of anything else as far as the the type of food we eat and how we eat, I would say it's honestly pretty similar. I think we've, we've have some similarities, maybe with the biggest exception being since having Emerson and breastfeeding, I do feel like my appetite is slightly larger. So maybe in general, like for me, it's a little bit more kind of snacking during the day, whereas I didn't feel like I did as much of that before, but those are I would say mine. Yeah, most ours is the same. Things. I do miss the like leisurely preparation of food oh, because now we like to cook. That was something like Saturday nights were our cooking night. We used to open up a bottle of wine and turn on some music and we would just super leisurely, we'd cook something fancier. We'd make some risotto and, you know, some whatever, just like really spend good quality time in the kitchen. It was a really good, nice time for us to catch up and talk and bond. And I 
can't say that's the case these days. It's truthfully, it's also the end of the night. Owen's getting fussy and impatient. So it's really one of us trying to manage him and keep him somewhat entertained. And the other one trying to rush, you know, and not ruin dinner in the process, trying to get things done. And so, and, and we do, we'll get into that. We do some meal prep and some planning, which does help expedite our evenings and make it simpler for us. But yeah, I miss those kind of leisurely times. But past that, I wouldn't say anything is really that drastically different. Although I would say when I was pregnant, we actually did fall into the habit of, I was just so tired by the end of the night. I worked where I was on my feet all day. And we went upstairs and actually often ate dinner watching TV. So I would actually say it's a positive that now we have gotten away from it because we didn't do that for years and years. And then we just got to like this, I just want to go turn off and go watch TV. So we'd bring our food upstairs and eat in front of the TV. And so I'm really glad we, we don't do that anymore. It's good. So yeah, a good it's change. kind of, you know, in a way it's kind of, I, I mean, I don't blame you too for wanting to decompress it, and you know you're it still, was good in that yeah. season you know there's just like a season for things totally. and in the moment during that time it was exactly what we needed and you know who knows yeah one day again so so do you do any kind of formal budgeting for your groceries every month is it something you're conscious of or is it just like whip out the credit card so n- I personally no, no, I I don't really do um, too much budgeting for it. Actually, you know, it's it's really funny. I would say in this, in, in several areas of our life, actually, but in this area, predominantly, we would have what I would call pretty typical gender roles, and I'm certainly not advocating for it. I think I need to take more ownership in general about finances and budget. But my husband really is the one that handles all of it. And that's actually something probably for me to reflect on a little bit, right? Because it'd be be helpful for me to, I guess, have a little bit more skin in the game in that sense, and and be more be more aware of of what's going on in terms of like the global picture. I do have in my mind like an amount approximately that I try to aim for, like every week or couple weeks, and that's something my husband and I talk about. So I would say in that sense, it's general, but it's not you know, probably as specific and as financially specific as I probably should be. So that's probably something for me just to be aware of. And I'd be interested in hearing what, what, you know, other women do too, because I don't know if some women right now are nodding their heads with me, I'm similar, or some are like, you know, their mouths are open and they're like, come on, come into the year 2020, Mackenzie, we got the right to vote a de- like a, a century but ago. But I think in some ways, that's the good thing is like, this is an era where we have a choice. And I think it's mm. okay to choose that's true. to, you know, like, this isn't my area of expertise or this isn't my thing. And so, yeah, I don't want to waste my energy on it because there's stuff that you manage that he doesn't manage. So I don't think there's like a, I don't view it as a right or a wrong or it's being like super old school or, you know, whatever. But, you know, yeah, that's just my thought on it. That's true. I mean, he was a financial consultant for six years prior to going back to med school. So I suppose he does have some (laughs) some knowledge, but no, but that's a good point. You're right. And I, I think that, you know, for me, it's just more, about staying kind of a, aware of a general ballpark and an operating within that. I will say that we have had to have like a few discussions a little bit in terms of spending and, and et cetera, because especially when I started making Emerson his purees and started feeding him solids, I do think that it's safe to say our bill increased because I was just pretty hardcore about wanting everything, you know, to be organic, especially right at the beginning. Now I'm a little more laid back about it. Honestly, COVID has helped with that because some organic products aren't available. We haven't been able to get any Whole Foods delivery. So we've done some shopping a little bit elsewhere that doesn't always have the organic option. So in, in general, I've relaxed a bit more. But I would say that thinking about feeding Emerson and 
you know, when I know we're going to be home for a long stretch of time, AKA this whole quarantine, I really want to have the options. So I do think that in general, it's kind of easier to spend just a little bit more. So that would be where we're at. What about you guys? Yeah. So we, we use a program called you need a budget. Um, it's like an app or whatever. And we started this years ago because finances were really tough for us when we first got married. I'll be honest, the first year of marriage, it was a awkward conversation. I, on my side, I was not really comfortable talking about money. Um, and I needed to be, he really wanted, you know, me to be involved and not that we, we do still have kind of those stereotypical roles of, yeah, he does handle a lot of like the financial stuff, but we do talk about it a lot. If anything, he really encourages me to be involved. Um, and so I have taken ownership in several areas of our budgeting. And so through this program, we basically look at our, our, we set it up where we looked at how much we generally spent on groceries a month. And, you know, we just decided what was kind of a good number to aim for. And so, yeah, I am actually the one that's kind of, I do all the grocery shopping. And so I'm the one that's kind of in charge of trying to stay within that budget. Now, that being said, I go over it, like, or I go under it. And I can't say it's like, like it's a generous budget. So, it, but what I like about it is it does keep me from just... I guess buying super frivolously and unnecessarily, mm-hmm. I try to be mindful of staying within it. And so sometimes, yeah, if I had like a really big shop and I'm like, whoa, okay, next week, I really do want to try to utilize some more pantry stuff or some more freezer stuff or some mm-hmm. whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so I don't go overboard. So I do really try to be mindful and balance it. And as I said, it's not we're, we're very fortunate that we have, you know, a decent income. And so I don't have to be super tight on our budget. But yeah, I, I do set it as a goal to just be aware of what I'm spending. I look at it at the end of every month and just know where, okay, I could rein it in a little bit, like how many extra super expensive snacks or ice creams or kind of just like junky food. Am I wasting any food? You know, can I pull from the freezer or something? So yeah, anyway, all that to say, yes, we do have a budget. Um, I'm kind of in charge of monitoring the grocery budget. Um, yeah. So we discuss it. It's we're just we meet once a month and actually look at our budgeting and just say, okay, this is where we are. Do we have any goals for the month ahead? And then go for from there. So I like that. I think that's great. I think that's helpful yeah. to use an app too. My husband uses an app I think called Mint or Minted or something. Yeah, that, like puts, it's pretty popular. Yeah, it puts like all the our spending so we can see see what it is. Um, yep. Ours is exactly the same. That. So yeah, we helpful. just both sit down every month and chit chat it over and move on from there. So, And, you know, I think another thing that's interesting, too, about, and I feel like you and I are similar in this sense, or I should say our families are similar, is that whereas prior to having Emerson, I think our going out, meal, eating out kind of spending was a lot greater than our grocery shopping. I mean, not a lot greater, but that would oh, be a chunk no, of money. Oh, no, ours was a lot greater. So this yeah. is embarrassing to admit. And I don't know. I know it's kind of awkward to talk about money stuff, but I'm going to because I think people should talk about it more. So... I want to say we spent $800 a month eating out. And the well, truth is, girl, most of that, that happened so fast. Think about well, that. Most of it, week, though, was meals. like drinking. I mean, I'm going to be honest, mm. like most of it was and it's not to say we excessively drink. So we only ever went out on Friday and Saturdays. We were not people that we've never been big takeout people. Like, I mean, my husband does grab lunch out when he went to the office. He would get lunch out several times a week. But the biggest thing was Friday and Saturday nights. We'd go eat and nothing super expensive. We might have a nice 
you know, dinner out once a month or something that was, you know, several hundred dollars or something. But often we didn't even do that. But seriously, just going out and him having two drinks and me having two drinks, what that adds up to over the course of a month was crazy. And so when I got pregnant, we still went out to eat some, but I obviously stopped drinking. And actually he stopped drinking when I got pregnant and the cost of our dining out drastic dropped and now obviously with covid we don't go out at all we actually have only done takeout like once so i mean i will say our grocery bill has obviously gone up but just a little bit and the amount we're saving from not going out to eat is a lot so yeah yeah no i think that that is i mean that's something to to kind of factor into i think if, if families are thinking about budgeting or what you know is to kind of decide well how much is being eaten out and i'm sure actually a lot of people right now are realizing that, you know, I'm not grabbing a coffee on the way to work or I'm not getting lunch out anymore. And I'm, I'm wondering if, you know, they're seeing bills, you know, shift around a little bit in that sense too, bills and budgeting. So. Well, and that's what I like looking at those kind of apps is it just gives you information. You can choose to do with it what you will or do nothing. There's times that we're just like, whatever, we're just spending what we're spending and it's fine. We'll look at it later. But I think it's a good communication tool if, if you mm-hmm. want to be on the same page. So so tell me about, we'll, we'll kind of more talk about before COVID because, I mean, let's, let's be real. We all kind of know what things are like now, but mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. in normal world. Um, so how often did you shop? Where did you shop? Did you do multiple stores? What was kind of just your, your go-to real quick? Well, I'll say that my dream shopping experience would be the types of shopping that I got to do when I was living in France. And that would be where you get to go to a few different specialty shops along the same road and you get to go to them like three times a week and get all your things super fresh. And I think that's just so unique about about shopping in, in France. And I think safe to say about Europe in general. And that's obviously not the case as much here because you can go to one store and get everything you need, which I think takes a little bit of the charm out of it. But Nevertheless, um, I would say that it would be typical for me to say, you know, okay, I'm going to do a Whole Foods run. And then that would be, I would go to Whole Foods and I'd have the food we would need for probably approximately a week. Same with Trader Joe's. I love both of them. And then there's um, a chain of grocery stores in here in Rhode Island called Dave's Marketplace. And it is just epic. I mean, it's, I mean, basically every single product you want, including full hot bar, full deli, full seafood, full produce, everything. And just a lot of fun. They have some kind of unique specialty stuff. And then they have just the kind of standard things you would need, plenty of awesome organic and and unique types of food. So I like to go there as well. But honestly, it would be truthfully a matter of convenience, whether I'd be teaching Pure Bar, taking Pure Bar, I'd be like, okay, I'm going to go, you know, teach a few classes, then I'm going to stop at Whole Foods on my way home or same, or I'm going to run out and and do the grocery store. So I tried to always kind of loop it into like the errands or the outings that I had already. It would be rare for me to go to a store more than I would say once a week usually, because I would just get exactly what I would need for for that week. But I guess it's not that abnormal, like a couple of times, like if I went like say on a Monday and then I pop back in on a Friday or something, that would be that would be, yeah. Well, I am um, impressed because, again, pre-COVID, I went to the store a lot. Um, and I will honestly say, even more so once I had Owen, because it was something to do. Mm. So there were days that we were just home. And so, yeah, going to Whole Foods or going to Publix, or which is our kind of local place, um, yeah, it was something to do. So I did have the tendency, which is really silly because... I will get into this next, but I, I typically meal plan and prep ahead. And so I would buy stuff to generally get us through the week. And yet I would out of boredom be like, oh, I'm going to go get some tomatoes or, oh, I kind of want a pint of 
ice cream and some kombucha. And I would go to the store pretty frequently, um, especially like on the way home from work or something like that. If I had an extra 30 minutes, you know, I'd honestly get a Whole Foods, get a coffee and go grab a thing or two and then head home. But my goal has always been to kind of, I would say my main shopping was always on Sundays and I would typically go to two different stores. I tried to get it all at one place, but so we have Whole Foods here, which is actually been new. We only have had it for a few years. Um, so I'd kind of try to get the majority of like my produce and that kind of stuff there. But then we have our like chain Publix and I would often go get a lot of um, pantry items, freezer items, some of that because there can be a significant price difference. Mm, now it's totally. changed a little bit actually since Whole Foods got bought by Amazon. Uh, I would yeah, say their true. prices are more comparable and so I try Except to Except the avoid... Sumo oranges, side note. Uh, well, three ninety nine a pound. I'm actually not an orange fan and Owen hates them so I guess we haven't really bought them. So <laughs> who knows? There you go. But yeah, so um, I'd say our goal is to, you know, I'd say two stores a week, you know, and now we're just going once. So, mm-hmm. yeah, but I, I can be a little bit of a grocery store frequent flyer miles person. So it's something I could definitely work on. So speaking of, so do you do you do any meal prep, meal planning? What's kind of your approach to, you know, plan for the week ahead? So no, I do not do any like uh, a week ahead. I, I know that there's there's one woman in the Facebook group that you and I are part of, Emma, and she does a weekly plan. And I always love seeing what she does because she has creative names for it. And she puts out exactly what she's cooking every day of the week. And I think it's really cool. Like it's awesome to see exactly like how, you know, she has the menu. And I'm imagining like that must be kind of fun to look forward to. That was actually so one of the things. That's what we do. So I think yep. that's so neat because I, I, when I taught in the teaching French in the private school here in Rhode Island right, during my pregnancy, I loved so much looking online at what would be the weekly menu for the school lunches. They were, they were, I know that's that cute. sounds weird. They were beyond. No, I was, was always like, like that too. Yeah. Local, awesome, um, kind of a food company that, that did all their, their food. So I, I ate very well during pregnancy. It was fabulous. But I, I would say that for us, it's a little bit more like I would think of, I would say an average of, if I go to the grocery store, I mentally plan as I'm shopping three meals. So I guess I am meal prepping. It's just not super formal. Like I can't tell you, for example, are we going to have those chicken thighs on Monday? Or are we going to have them on Wednesday? I, I can't necessarily tell you that. If I get like a craving for something like beef stroganoff, let's just say I made that a, a couple weeks ago, then I'll know, oh, well, among the other things I'm going to get, I'm going to get beef stro- stroganoff. So I tend to kind of s- plan the meals around like a few different meats because my husband is definitely a carnivore for him. If it doesn't have meat, it's it's a snack. So I think about meat or seafood, I should say. So I would say like I would get maybe, all right, I'm going to grab some salmon. I'm going to grab some sirloin tips and I'm going to grab some chicken thighs. And then I know that is going to be at least three meals. And then I'm going to obviously produce and everything else I need. And then there's enough in the freezer that if we do a fourth meal where I'm cooking that, then there you go. So that's kind of a little bit of how I do it. It's just a little bit more loose. But I would say we have at pretty much any given time in our fridge, all of the components to make a complete meal. So it's not like I need to, for example, write down, I I do write grocery lists, but it's not like I need to, in order to make the dishes that I make, I don't need specialty ingredients that I would be lacking. And if I do need them, then I put them on the list in advance. But that tends to be a bit more of a of a product of a craving and wanting to satisfy it, like be stroke enough. So yeah, yeah. that makes sense. Actually, the way you said that, I would actually say I'm a little closer to that. So 
Um, I, I do plan out meals, but I'd say I probably plan out three a week. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I plan like, okay, we're going to have leftovers of this meal one night and then leftovers of this other meal the next night. So that gets us through four nights right there. And then, you know, Thursday is usually a we have enough random leftovers to compile a meal. So I'm not going to mm. worry about Thursday is always kind of our like whatever bits and bobs are left over for meals or, you know, for the week, like we'll figure it out. And Friday and Saturdays are kind of a, it's funny, we call it our concoction nights and that we're just kind of on our own. So I often do a Sunday shop and then I do like a mini Friday shop just to make sure we have enough like produce and stuff to get us through the weekend. Um, and we actually tend to make different meals each on Friday and Saturday night. So my husband's a pasta dude. And so he will often make some sort of pasta meal and I will make some sort of random rice meal. I don't know how we got in that trend. It actually used to be he would get takeout every Friday night by himself. And I was like, eh, I'm just going to eat leftovers, often breakfast for dinner or something. But basically we, um, we have several, probably five meals a week that are planned that I write down. I, you know, input, we use a grocery app actually. And it's very nice because we can both add food to the list. So which which app? That's cool. Um, it's actually, I think, just called hmm. okay i'll look it up and i'll tell you in a minute um but it's great because i told my husband like if you're out of something and you need it please don't tell me add it to the list and so he just adds it to the list and so when i go grocery shopping it's there it's called our groceries um and so yeah it's really been a lifesaver so that way you know on sunday when i'm like all right i'm gonna go grocery shopping we please add anything you need to the list Mm. then he does and so if he wants sandwich stuff or he wants chips or if he wants you know whatever he needs for his lunches and stuff he adds it to the list and it saves us that conversation or that like me having to nag him or ask him a billion questions so that's really helpful so i would say we do plan we also do prep on sundays um i typically do most of the main cooking for dinners so we typically cook all the protein so like we might cook some pork chops and then i also have some chicken going in the crock pot or the instant pot so i try to knock out anything that takes a long time to cook and so that way you know like tonight i had a rotisserie chicken leftover and so all i did was cook some quick rice and saute some kale and a lot of times i will actually have already cooked the rice so like tonight i cooked the rice tomorrow we're just gonna have leftovers so we'll have more chicken rice and a veggie so anyway we we just try to do things because during the weekdays i don't have a lot of time like we have 30 minutes to get food from like fridge to dinner so i typically cook most of the protein and a lot of the carb starchy kind of stuff uh, ahead of time and so we're just reheating and then often cooking a fresh veggie or eating a salad or something like that so i like that i would say we definitely have some similarities and certainly with it's actually interesting how you just described you have the meat then you have the carb and the veggie that's every single meal that we eat i feel like we always try to do like the the balance of the three so yeah that we are those kind of eaters like we just i don't know it's just easy it makes sense in my head it helps me plan meals we both are satisfied so me too and i find that it's it's funny before i you know started working on the hypothalamic amenorrhea recovery and all that and and before getting pregnant, I feel like I was always so quick to like push aside any notion of a carb. And now it's like a meal doesn't feel complete if, unless I'm having a carb. And it doesn't mean like I'm sitting down with a loaf of bread. I mean, for us, it's usually rice, white, white or brown rice. We love a type of white rice just called broken rice. It's just awesome. It's just delicious. So we'll do, we'll do rice with it or we'll do, you know, sweet potatoes or even just regular potatoes. Um, I did polenta the other night or occasionally a pasta and 
I just find that that's, that's kind of nice to have that. And then obviously there's the protein and then the, the veggie, a salad. Sometimes I'll do like a roasted veggie and then also a salad. Do you guys ever do that? My husband doesn't really like salads. So mm. no, we typically for, I'd say dinner, I do a lot of salads for lunch. For dinner is typically a hot meal. I'd say we mm. don't do a lot of like cold salads for dinner. It's not his jam. And so it just always feels like I'm just throwing, you know, some extra greens on a plate for me. So I just don't usually bother. I gotcha, yeah. But we do a lot of roasted veggies. That's our kind of our thing. Our, we eat sautéed kale, like, a lot. It's, yeah. it's kind of strange. But I yeah. enjoy it, too, though. <laughs> yeah. It's just easy and whatever. It's quick. It's fine. So, um, yeah, we, we definitely go for, like, quick and convenient during the week. But still stuff we enjoy. You know, we, we aim for food that we generally like. It may not be exciting. It may literally be rotisserie chicken, rice, and a vegetable. But we like it. It's it's easy enough. And then we might play around a little bit more on the weekends. But so is there anything that you kind of struggle with or you find, you know, you wish you were a little bit better at or you could organize a little bit better? Well, I actually, uh, this conversation has made me think it's kind of neat in, in a way to look ahead at the week. And I think that would actually be helpful for us just because of my husband's schedule, how it changes every single week. It's always different. It's not anything I can count on in terms of like, oh, well, every Monday he has this. Like, that's not the case. It's different. So I think it could be, there could be something kind of nice about me jotting it down so that then, I mean, it kind of feels like right now is a hard time to talk about that because right now is not a time when I can even have a set time of going to the grocery store. I know you relate. It's like things are a little bit crazy right now with COVID. So, but I'm kind of imagining on the other side of this, that could be something nice. Just to have a little bit more structure and know, hey, this is what we're doing on what days of the week and give my husband kind of a bit of, a, of an idea of that too. So I think- What I like is that I can also ask his opinion. And like, I, I usually ask before I plan, I'm like, is there anything you're in the mood for this week? Mm. And you know, if it's not, it's cool. But I like it because he will usually give me like, oh, actually this sounds nice. And that just is like one less thing you. Yeah. I have to one plan and think, think about. about. Yeah. And it gives him some input. So I at least know he's kind of happy. And I will also say I always base our meals off I go and look in the pantry and I look in the freezer and I see like, do I have any meat in the freezer I can pull out? Do I have any rice or pastas or like whatever, you know, veggies or whatever that I need to use up? And that often guides what I'm planning for the week because that way I'm just using you know, the base is something we have on hand. So if I'm like, okay, I have this, this, and this, ooh, we could throw together this meal. And so then I just get kind of the extra components. So um, yeah, so we just try to communicate a little bit on that. I try to use up some stuff and, and yeah, asking his input is helpful. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I would definitely say that, you know, having that kind of like laid out plan would be, would be awesome. So that would probably be one thing for me to think about a little more. And then as I said earlier in the conversation too, just a little bit more budget awareness, but that's just kind of, is just personally for me, I think that, that would just be helpful giving me a bit more of a foothold, I guess, in that, in that like aspect of our, not only our household life, but our marital life. I think that'd be a positive thing, you know, but yeah, yeah, yeah it's definitely not, it's not an area of conflict or struggle. It's just, you know, it's definitely perhaps a, an area where awareness would be, would be helpful, but yeah. What about you guys? Anything at all or for you specifically? Yeah, I just think we get into a rut. Like mm -hmm. I go with whatever is like, you know, we just repeat a lot of the same things. Like I mentioned rotisserie chicken like five times because that's what we do. We do like salmon, sweet potato and a veggie a lot. Like, and I mean, again, it's stuff like we don't necessarily get tired of, but there are, I miss cooking and I miss like trying different New things recipes. that yeah. were interesting. I miss branching out. I miss trying like different ethnic foods and stuff that we used to do. But I think some of that is just the season of life. Like if I'm just yeah. going to be honest, mm -hmm. I don't have the bandwidth to like 
you know, pull out the fancy recipe book and buy the 20 different ingredients for the whatever, you know. So we do try. I've been working on a goal to make one or two new recipes per month. You guys and do. That's you guys super did super awesome, conservative. Like, yeah, you, but you made homemade yeah. Indian food the other night. We did. We made homemade naan and like the whole deal. And so we've been working on doing that once or twice a month just because it is fun. And it also reminds me that often it's not really that complicated to mix it up. I just, you know just need to break out of the the mindset of like you know chicken veggie carb kind of thing that's just kind of how i grew up if i'm gonna be honest but i'm sure we could get into a whole podcast of how our our childhood eating influences our our cooking today but uh, that's that's a whole different podcast we don't have time to go down to so yeah so i think just like branching out making it realistic to like try some new things would be something that would be a fun thing to work on but how often do you do like takeout or easy meals or you know any kind of that like prepackaged dinner type stuff because i mean let's be real there's nothing wrong with that either we both tend to cook a lot of homemade meals but yeah i would say absolutely like if so if i'm thinking of a kind of standard seven day week let's say i'm i'm cooking like separate like actual meals three days of that and then i would say probably a fourth day is basically would you describe either kind of leftovers or kind of like a grab and go thing where even if we're actually sitting down together what we're eating might be you know anything Maybe something we just had to kind of throw together quickly from whatever was in the fridge or just something real quick, like, you know, I'll do quick chicken sausage, eggs on rice. There you go, you know, with a little bit of veggie on the side. But um, as far as takeout, I would say, yeah, for us, easily once or twice a week. We have a few Asian restaurants that actually right now are closed, which is so heartbreaking. Um, just so sad, all the businesses being affected. But I would say probably at least once a week, we have takeout from one of those restaurants. And then I would say, Maybe another night might be something more casual like Chick-fil-A or just something like that that's just like super easy. Um, yeah, but maybe twice a week's a bit of a stretch at times. Maybe it's – I honestly, probably per month, it's probably six to eight times a month. So that way it's yeah. either once or twice a week is what I would say for takeout. And then in normal circumstances, we would go out as a family, including Emerson, maybe once every couple weeks. It really wasn't super frequent, but it was occasional. And then as far as easy meals, something frozen, absolutely. Like, I mean, during this, especially the last uh, couple of months, I would say there have been a couple frozen pizzas that we've just kind of pulled out. I pulled one out real quick, thrown some chicken sausage on it, whipped up a salad, and that was dinner. Um, or I would say, you know, we'll grab, we love the pot stickers from Trader Joe's, just super easy. Put them in the pan and get Ugh, a little bit hot. Still and steam so them and, jealous. No Trader Joe's. I know. It's, so those kinds of things <sighs> can be really okay. nice because you get yeah. a meal and it's it's quick. So I'm not like sitting here making my own pot stickers, you know. So Ugh, you're not. What kind <laughs> of a mother are you? <laughs> it's ridiculous. <laughs> Fail. <laughs> but yeah, so that that's kind of our that's kind of our mix. And um, but I would say if ever like. Uh, you know, I don't know, the day has been really crazy. And I know that, you know, I'm not really going to have the time to make kind of a, a meal like I've been able to make my husband and I've, I've, and I've had this conversation before about just kind of giving each other the heads up, you know, like, I'll just kind of say to him, hey, is there any way if, if the schedule happens to align, that you can, you know, grab something on your way home from work, or I'll say I'll send him a message and say, look, I'm just grabbing something quick here for dinner with Emerson and I, we're just eating at the house, like, I don't have any leftovers really for you, can you just grab something in the hospital? And he very flexible about that but i have found that that's something you got to throw out as as early in the day as possible right yeah it's good to communicate those things yeah 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 we definitely do the same yeah i would say we're not a huge takeout family 
And and so it's reduced the amount of just dining out in general we've done just since we've had Owen because that's not something we've done. We we don't take him to a restaurant a ton. It was actually easier when he was a baby, but now I cannot fathom doing that. So it's actually not a bad thing. It's not an option because he just doesn't sit still that well. But I would say um, once a week we might grab a place. There's a burger place near us that we both love. And so we might, you know, pick up a burger type meal or something like that on Saturdays. I'd say Friday or Saturdays is the one night where sometimes I'd just be like, yeah, I just, yeah, I don't, I don't have anything. I'm done. So <laughs> either, either I'll eat like, you know, a sandwich or if you want to do takeout, that's fine. And so we're just kind of throw our hands up and do that. Um, but we don't do a lot of like, I guess like the Chick-fil-A style pickup or I like, I like Chipotle and there's one around the corner, but I really don't ever grab it because if I'm already home, I'm just kind of like, I can throw something together. Like I always have breakfast for dinner and I love breakfast. So I can just as easily make like avocado toast or, you know, whatever. I'm, I'm pretty laid back about what I would consider to be a meal. I always keep little cheater stuff. Like I like the Amy's frozen burritos. Mm, and kind of like you mentioned, I always jazz up a meal like that. Like I don't just eat a burrito. So I would probably like throw some avocado and some salsa on top and make it with like a side of veggies or something like that. So, you know, I kind of amp up some of those little frozen meals just to make them a little bit more satisfying. But I'd say like in normal life, once a week or so, we'd pick up some takeout or some whatever. And then also like, you know, once a week or so, we do something that's kind of like a, a frozen cheater meal or something like that, if you want to call it that. So, yeah, totally. Yeah. And I think it just helps to be a little bit go with the flow, too. And, you know, if you, even things that are unexpected. Like the other day, my husband was out. He was working actually in the morning at the – they set up a special hospital here, a COVID hospital for um, – there's any patient overflow. And so he was doing some work on that. And so he got early done earlier than he thought. And so he's like, I'm going to Popeye's for fried chicken. I was like, oh, honey, your son loves fried chicken. <laughs> and I was like, hey, so does your wife. So, so, you know, he brought that home. And I, you know, in the back of my mind, it kind of had a plan of what I was going to throw together for lunch if he was home in time. But then I was like, all right, well, he's doing that. So we'll just scooch whatever I was thinking for lunch to dinner. So I try to do a little bit of, um, yeah, staying flexible too, because you know, it's kind of kind of fun sometimes to have those unexpected meals and, and kind of those things together as a family. But as a general rule, though, that's far and few between, I would say. The majority of the time, it's, you know, kind of seems to be mama who's yep. organizing the meals. So I'm yep. with you there. So, all right, guys, we're going to wrap up with a little short. We're going to attempt to make these quick fire questions. All right, quick fire. We can You're do ready? it. We can I haven't even thought through them. I should have probably done so. But okay. okay. So quick. if you had to pick your favorite takeout or a fast food meal, what would it be? Uh, Asian takeout, any any sort. Chinese family style is probably right up there as number one. What about you? Gotcha. We have already mentioned the burger place, but they do mm. this burger salad that is like my favorite. I mean, it has all sorts of like caramelized onions and anyway, it's delicious. Okay. Would you rather cook or do the dishes? <sighs> cook. I'd rather do the dishes. My husband is actually, so I am the meal planner and shopper and he is the better cook. So yeah, give me the dishes. <laughs> All right. Would you rather do um, delivery or go grocery shopping? And and let's take that from before Emerson and after Emerson. Um, I would and say I won't, we'll say not COVID involved. Not COVID involved. Before yeah, yeah. Emerson, definitely grocery shop. After Emerson, it's pretty, especially those first few months, definitely delivery would have been ideal, although I ended up still grocery shopping at the time too. But just because, you know, it's hard to get the baby out of the house. But then I would say when he hit that four to five month mark and was just stoked to be outside. I don't, let me correct that. 
five-month mark when I could wear him forward-facing in the carrier, and then six-month mark when I could put him in the shopping cart. That was epic because then he it was an outing. He loved it. So I would say my general preferred method is going to a grocery store, and it's kind of hard to even like say that right now because now going is such a weird experience. But yeah. What about you? Yep. I'm the same. I love a grocery shop. Well, I did before all this. And I will also say like, it was fine taking him, but I would always prefer to go by myself. So usually I would go on Sunday when dad could watch him and I would leisurely stroll the aisles and look at all the fun food. So nice. So what is the fanciest meal that you have in your repertoire to cook? What's your go-to? So I do um, a tilapia or salmon. You can use either fish and it's en papillotes, which is the the French word for it. But you basically just put it in parchment paper and roll it up. And so I'll just basically put it in with a little bit of olive oil and salt salt and pepper, the, the filets of fish, and put just a little bit of um, a few pats of butter on top and some sliced lemon, some sprigs of, of thyme, or you could even use sage, and some sliced kalamata olives. And then you just wrap it all up real tightly in the parchment paper and put it in the oven, bake it hot for anywhere from like eight to 10 minutes, pull it out, put some rice and a salad on the side, and it's pretty fabulous. Wow, that sounds fantastic. I'm going to have to get that in writing somewhere and, and make it. I'm pretty yeah. sure you've sent it to me before, well, actually, No, but. I can send you a picture of it. In fact, it's the, yeah. the I hear you on the cookbooks, right, who really has the time for them yeah. um, because it can be intense. However, the one that I absolutely love is Run Fast, Eat Slow, mm. and that comes from that one. So Lovely. I'd say mine is I pr- make a pretty mean scallop and risotto. That's a, Ooh, a favorite around here. It's so good. So fairly simple, but delicious. So um, go-to family meal that everyone will actually eat. Mm, I would say, let's see what the little bugger is into right now. He loves avocado and throwing things on the floor. Um, he does tend to love, oh, it doesn't take me that long, chicken thighs. I make them the way my dad does them, pan-fried and he adores them and yep but obviously we don't just eat chicken thighs there's there's generally rice involved and and some veggies but yeah so what about you guys yeah uh i would say actually my kid loves salmon so we usually bake some salmon he loves sweet potato so some sort of salmon sweet potato and like green beans or something like that not that he actually eat the green beans but it makes me feel good to put something green on his plate but he loves the salmon and sweet potato that's his his jam so that's awesome um, what is your favorite cuisine to eat? I feel like you, it's going to be of the Asian persuasion. So It sure is. It's Vietnamese food. I love it. My husband cooks very well. My mother-in-law is, I mean, she'll knock your socks off. Her her food is phenomenal. It's, is, it's better or as good as I've ever had in restaurants and also in Vietnam, which is saying something. She's, she's really gifted. But uh, yeah, Asian food for sure and Vietnamese food specifically. What about you? Nice. I love Greek food, actually. That is nice. a, a top of my list, which is I've still been dairy-free. So the feta aspect is so important in a lot of, granted, not actually traditional Greek food, but Americanized Greek food. I, I do true. love some good feta. But it, anyway, I, lo- I love all the flavors of Greek food. So I could uh, add a little squeeze of lemon on anything and be a happy girl. So um, do, do, do. what's your favorite breakfast? Uh, the breakfast that I have pretty much every morning, which is oat bran or oatmeal with a little bit of flax, uh, ground flaxseed in it and some frozen blueberries all in the microwave. And then I add into some nut butter of some sort, some sliced banana, a scoop of full fat plain yogurt and put a little drizzle of granola on top. Nice. I'm a 
eggs, <laughs> avocado, toast kind of girl, I guess. Uh, um, it's definitely my jam if I, mm, if I have the, the time. Yeah, yeah, that's good. I like oatmeal too, though, so it's a close second. Um, any go-to no-cook meal? Mm, go-to no-cook probably would be if I go to that grocery store that I mentioned, the Dave's Marketplace. It's kind of specialty. They do their own hot foods there. They have these meatballs, lasagna that's just, I mean, it comes in a little package, right? You just have to slit it and serve it, um, slit it to put it in the microwave, heat it up, and then serve it. Uh, so that's that's probably my absolute fave. But I have to say that my Mother's Day gift from my husband was very thoughtful, and it's a company here. Any of Rhode Islanders are listening in. It's called Bites by Brie. Brie spelled B-R-E. And it is just terrific, and they deliver a meal for you on Monday, and they actually deliver four different meals. And so you can kind of pair them together. There's a an, like an appetizer and then a main meal. You can use them throughout the week, and they're all already made for you. So it's pretty fabulous. So we've been enjoying that this week, and so that would be uh, an example of a of a not need to cook. But clearly it's a luxury and something that was a gift. So this won't be happening you know, every week mm-hmm. of my life. But yep. what about for you guys? I- Give give me a charcuterie board any day of the week. I I could Aww. not cook and live off of a glass of wine and a charcuterie board. So yeah, that's true. That's we did a, a lot of that in our um, pre baby days. So yeah, mm, so nice. Nice to think about that. Conversations relaxed. Wine. Mm-hmm. One day. <laughs> one day. So yep. Well, guys, I hope you found something either helpful or entertaining out of our (laughs) chit chat over food. And yeah, so thanks so much as always for listening. Um, If you have a second, please head on over to iTunes to like uh, well, like us on Instagram. We are at ABC's Matrescence. And on uh, iTunes, you can rate and review us. That would be so awesome. It helps people find us. And so next up, we have an interview that Mackenzie did, right? Yes, I'm really excited to share this interview. It's with Clementine Sarla, and she is a French podcasters. I love that in French they have the adjective for podcaster is either masculine or feminine, depending on who it's describing. So it's kind of fancy. But um, yeah, we were able to have a really fabulous conversation, and I look forward to sharing that next week. She hosts the podcast La Matrescence, which is how I first learned about the word matrescence. So it'll be, be fun to share that with everybody. So, yep. Yeah. Awesome. So we're looking forward to hearing that. And thank you guys again for listening, and we will talk to you guys soon. Have a great week. Bye, friends. Bye.